this is all you need to know about me before we go further because I don't want to waste my time or your time. Yeah, you're like, hi, my name is Brandy. Here's my instruction manual. Please read it so you understand. Yeah. <laughs> Sign the guideline. Exactly. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, where we help you create the sex and relationships that you want, both in and out of the bedroom. Neediness. What is okay and what is not? Everybody has certain certain needs, and there's definitely a, a positive place for getting your needs met. The flip side can be when someone comes along and asks you to give more of yourself than what you really want, and that ends up not feeling very good. So where is the balance, and how can we get our own needs met without accidentally dumping too much on the other person and those around us? So today we're going to discuss neediness, what is okay, and what is not. And we're also going to take a deeper dive into things that you do right now, some things you can do right now. And we're also going to take a deeper dive into some things that you can do right now to take the pressure off yourself so that you don't come across as being needy or clingy, which in turn, by not being needy and clingy, that actually is going to increase your attractiveness to others. So that's always a positive. So thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Stephen, on Ethical Seduction. And uh, joining us today, we have Brandy. Hi. And Ava. Hello, hello, hello. So Brandy, a couple episodes ago, I introduced you first and you like flipped out. You're like, oh my God, you never introduced me first. So now I'm like, I'm making a point. I know. I, know, I noticed first. on the last episode we recorded that you went out of your typical order to introduce people. I know. So yeah. Right. I'm like, going to try to mix, mix it up and Look at keep you, you guys on your toes. Changes. Look, look at you growing, improving. Mm-hmm. You, what, what, what? <sighs> okay. Trying new um, things. Trying Exploring new things, except when we masturbate. Exploring myself. So, so hey, question, okay, about neediness and things like that. Do you all ever feel like you are a little bit needy? And in some ways, I'm going to ask too, like, what what does that exactly mean, like to you? I think it's a trick question. Mm. Oh, okay. I wasn't uh, meaning it, but I was interested to hear what you're going to say. Well, I, I think on the one hand, yes, I have felt needy. Yes, I feel I feel needy sometimes. Um, and on the other hand, I I go through this this practice with myself of reframing it because I don't think neediness is actually a thing. I don't think anyone is needy. I think we all have needs, and I think that's 100% valid. And I think it's important that we ask for our needs. And I think it's important that the other people that we ask it of say yes or no and choose you know, pick and choose, like, what are they able to, capable of, willing to show up for us and provide for us, right? You can say no to, to being able to meet somebody else's needs if you're not capable of it. That's okay. I don't think ne- neediness is the concept of like, oh, I have too many needs, so I am less worthy of love. And that's bullshit. It's all about the way in which you communicate and negotiate with someone. That's all it comes down to. It's okay to have needs. I am not too needy it's appropriate that i have needs so i want to clarify something i'm pretty sure i understand you but i want to make sure so you had mentioned like it's fine for you to say something to partners about things you want or need okay and then they basically respond so they could say yes or they could say no okay but i think what is important to me i'm pretty sure you're giving them the option to tell you no 
So they're not, you're not asking for this. And if they don't give it to you, they're a dick or a bitch. That's not the case. You're asking for this because you're communicating and they're totally allowed to say, no, I don't really want to do that. And hey, nothing against them, right? Isn't there? Okay. See, that's an important distinction. I think sometimes people don't always do that, you know, mm-hmm. or they feel obligated. Like if this person asked me to do this thing, I have to, I'm expected to, or I'm supposed to do this, you know, or they're going to have an issue with it. And so you say it's so simple and all that kind of stuff like that. But I think like that's that I wanted to clarify that, that it's like you're, you're asking for what you want, but you're always letting the other person say no. Like they don't want to do that for you and you're not holding that against them. Well, a couple of things. It's not that simple. You said that I like, it's just that it's not that simple. It's really hard when you're in the middle of your feels, if you're going through a hard time. Um, The reality is none of us are thinking hundred percent clear headed in moments like that, where we're going through a difficult time or we have to ask for something that's really difficult. Like that's hard to do. So hearing a no, can be really challenging to respond to, right? In like a responsible mm-hmm. and healthy way, that can be really freaking challenging. Um, so I I try to always be willing to hear the no. It doesn't always go that way, but the way that we discuss it, the way that we communicate, the way that we negotiate through that is really important. My hope is that I'm either going to get a yes or a no, but how about this instead? A continued negotiation. And the re- reality is a no period is 100% valid. That's that's 100% valid. Um, but my hope is that if, if, you know, if my person cares for me and is invested in my happiness, that they, you know, even if they can't give the thing that I'm asking for, maybe they can do something else that will help meet us in the middle. Brandy, what are your thoughts with that? Well, I'm, I'm looking at it and, also from... And how are from, you different or... Yeah, I'm looking at it from more of a um, simplistic level in that neediness could just be interpreted as this person likes to text a lot during the day. And I just don't have the time and energy to do that with, with the way I live. And so if I'm talking to Ava and I'm like, gosh, they're just so needy. Well, all I've done, usually if, if you have that mindset is you're not communicating that to the other person, you're not communicating to the other person. Hey, I really enjoy texting you, but like, I just can't text this often is, can we just make a commitment to me calling you every day on the way home from work or catching up at night? So like, it's almost like people will write off other people's actions as needy without addressing it with them because they might also be feeling like, God, they're texting me a lot, but I'll keep it up because that's what we're doing here. And they're not communicating mm-hmm. it. So it just all goes back to communication and telling someone up front what you're good with or as that changes. Right. Um, for me personally, and gosh, I've paid my counselor a good chunk of money for this. Um, I actually swing the opposite way in terms of what you call neediness. And I'm like uber independent um, to the point. It's probably something I need to continue to work on within myself. Like it's okay to say, Hey, I need this. And, And just saying the word need is very difficult for me. Very difficult. And so my contribution to this this podcast might be a little bit different because I come from the uber independent side and how difficult it is to to like if anyone ever considered me needy, it would be devastating. Um, but also <laughs> sometimes, you know, you have to admit that it is OK to need things and communicate those and voice those and see if they can meet you there. It can be scary to ask for the things that you want. I mean, I there have been days where I've needed something and 
I knew that I couldn't deal with a no. I just knew. So I didn't bother asking. So I just suffered in silence, right? Like mm -hmm. I've had days like that. It can be really hard. Oh, yeah. oh, something about your story too, Brandy. Um, I, from your story, the whole like they're texting so much and you want to text less. That to me just sounds like a mismatch of needs, right? You need something that is different from what they need. And is it too much of a mismatch to continue to make it work? Or is there a happy compromise in there? Like right. the phone call that you mentioned. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. just communicating instead of going at it with the, the perspective that it's just neediness, get more information about it before labeling it as that. Yeah. It's not needy. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Brandy, uh, your comment about like be, maybe being on the other end of the spectrum of being like, oh, I don't need any, like I am independent. I can do things. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm a little bit like that too. And for this, just like you, where I'm going like maybe almost too much sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and um, because I think when I, I don't know, a while ago, but like some of it, I'm going to say is like, as I started learning about poly and theory you know, that way about how, how re with relationships and how they work and how you should, you know, how it's nice to treat people, you know, as an example. Okay. So some of that was like, I don't want to take my stuff and dump it on somebody else. Right. So I thought like, well, okay, I'm, I'll keep it to myself. I don't need that. And, mm -hmm. and if you don't, dump it on other people right then you're easy to get along with and mm -hmm. people are like happy to kind of hang out with you right because they're you're not necessarily asking any, anything of them okay so that's that's all kind of good um but the flip side is like we do all have needs and we do the, the need but i guess ava with you like in the beginning part i think where i'm was coming from there is like yeah you don't want to like have expectations of the other person has to do these things for you. Okay. Cause that feels really heavy when somebody puts that on you, you have to do this thing. That's, that's not very comfortable. So if at all possible, I think like we don't really want to do that. We want to try to make it a much softer thing of like, it's an ask. And, and then when the person does it because they want to, then, you know, it's like, it's real. And then it, I think it feels better because they're doing it of their own volition and choosing things. So my feeling back in the day, and this is maybe 10 years ago or so, it was like, sort of like, you know, I'm going to be able to take care of myself. And if I need something and ask of, ask a favor or something like that, then the person's always allowed to tell me no. People like doing favors. You know, if somebody asked me to do a favor, Brandy, if you asked me to do a favor, you might think like, well, I do you a favor. Now you owe me. Mm -hmm. Well, that's mm -hmm. okay. That's actually not true. What ends up happening is like, I end up feeling good because I get to do Brandy a favor, right? I'm a good person. I have value and self-worth and all this kind of stuff, right? So when you're asking me to do you a favor, it ends up making me feel good. And, and that was a really interesting sort of thing to to learn, I think I read it or heard it someplace, you know, but I remember like coming across it and being like, oh, that makes total sense. So I got to a point too, where I was like, I'm fine to ask for things and other mm -hmm. people are totally fine to ask me. Now I want the right to be able to say no, and I want them to, to communicate well, you know, but I think that goes back to that. Now we're having that, that, that good communication, mm -hmm. but I will just to kind of wrap it up. I think I'm like you, Brandy, where I'm a little bit too much, like I'm independent. I can take care of myself. I'm not going to dump anything on anybody. And I think that it's like, eh, you can like not connect. You can miss mm -hmm. some of those connections sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. because like when we help each other and when we can lean on each other is when the, the relationships really do connect and become a little bit more solid. Well, and that also requires, you know, vulnerability and openness and, you know, just to maybe even ask someone a favor can be a big deal for someone. So yeah, you have to be right. comfortable or get comfortable with 
everything that comes along with, um, you know, asking things of others. Mm-hmm. All the all the magical ingredients that go into healthy relationships. Oh, that yeah, yeah. I've heard about those. I'm just <laughs> I I feel like what what I'm hearing a lot of, um, especially from from what you've shared, Stephen, is that neediness. If you're going to put a definition on on neediness, is when you expect someone when you obligate them to meet certain needs, right? When you require that of another person, because that's a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me say this, Ava. I think like titling this episode and things basically around the topic of neediness um, is it's a buzzword. I think, okay, so people know the buzzword, people know what it sort of, generally, they hear neediness, and they're like, oh, okay, I know what that is, what that kind of means, okay, and also, it tends to have a negative connotation, okay, I think, I think where we're going with this is really what we're talking about is needs, everybody has needs, and those needs, how you present them to other people can be kind of good and bad, if you present it a certain way, it can be good, and bonding, and connecting, if you present it to where you're, you know, have expectations that the other person, any other person would do. It could be like putting pressure on them, or where it's, you know, it it in it, in which case then it's like not connecting. So I really think what we're talking about, maybe the topic really is more needs, and the buzzword is mm-hmm. neediness. Neediness is like in my mind a bad word, and it has a bad. I agree with you. It has like this loaded kind of connotation to it. Um, I think it's also interesting to know needs. If, if I were to, I mean, sorry, if I were to you know, hear the word neediness or read the word neediness, I automatically have examples in my head of like what that means to mm-hmm. me and experiences yeah. I've had. And then if you can take those experiences and kind of reflect a little bit deeper on them and be like, okay, why have I labeled them as that? I bet a lot of that goes back to not communicating. Um, and just the easier path is just to label it as needy and move on. So I do think neediness is is an appropriate word to use because I think it will register with people and they'll have examples that pop up immediately of when they've at least felt that with other people. Right. And that's actually why I want to do this because I think it's like we all have needs. So Mm -hmm. like when is it okay and when is it not okay? But Ava, what were you going to say? I think you're going to say that you're going to wrap all this up very nicely. So what, what were you going to say? Where were you going? Nope, I have no idea what you're talking about. Whatever I was oh. thinking, it flew out of my head already. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> uh, you know, one other thing about neediness. So, and I've mentioned this before, but a long time ago, I remember trying to think like, what exactly is love, right? Because you you grow up and you hear about love, right? And then I got to a certain point in my life, I'm like, well, what is that? Like, what is it really? Like, and it took me about a year before I kind of felt like, okay, I have a decent understanding of what love is. Okay. But love, I got to a point, maybe six months into it. And I'm going like, oh, neediness is, you know, quote bad and love is good. But then I realized like they're interlinked, you know, that there was this aspect of neediness. that was like when, you, you know, so-and-so love this, this thing or this person, or it's like, there's an aspect of needing, like I need this thing. And so eventually what I kind of settled on for love is like where you're, when I tell Kimberly now, I'm like, Hey, I love you. What I'm really, I feel like what I'm saying is like, you're really important to me. You know, I, I'm going to say in this case, like I need you in my life, you know, maybe that's, maybe need is not the right word. It's like, I want you in your life. I value you, you know, you're saying, so you're, you're being a little bit vulnerable saying like, I, I, I need you. Like I, you're very important and valuable 
to me and benefit me and you know all those kind of things like that and and that's to me i think what the love is it's a statement that you feel this way about another person that you feel how much you need them so i think that's where they're kind of interlinked so interestingly i do feel like you know um neediness and related to that i guess is like selfishness you know is that i don't think we would have love without selfishness you know the selfishness part is like realizing like no i i sort of need th- these other people in my life you know and that's what kind of creates that that power of love is like feeling that kind of pull and that connection between us i've never really considered the definition of love before and i'm kind of going down a, a brain spiral right now i need I need to sort out my thoughts. I don't disagree with anything that you've said, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's missing something and I just can't put my finger. No, I expected that from you, Ava. Like in a good way, in a good, like, because I have a certain way of thinking about things. Right. And I think you, you do too. Right. So I will say something and you'll be like, yes, Steve. And, and then you'll add on your little piece. So you'll have to come back in a future episode or something like that and be like, well, here's what I think love is. (laughs) So. Yeah, because I mean, that is my own definition and my own kind of feelings of it. Um, but I don't, I, I do want to say this. I don't think there's any kind of like magic kind of stuff in there of like, oh, you see each other across the room and it just happened. And, you know, just what, I, like, that to me is where I'm going like, okay, that's like, like, it's just magic. We were meant to be the two of us forever, soul partners. I'm like, I'm going to throw up right now. You know, like I just like, <laughs> sounds like my, a and I say card. that mm-hmm. it does, uh-huh. but I feel like that's not, this is my feeling, just my personal feeling. I'm like, that's not real. That's not a real accurate representation of what's going on. And so me being the nerd that I am, I'm like, what is actually going on? And I want to understand it. Cause if I understand it, then, you know, I can use it. I can not get accidentally hurt because I've misunderstood it, you know, those kind of things. So that's where I came. But yes, Ava, I fully expect you in six months to come back with a much better, deeper definition and understanding of love. (laughs) All right. I'll get right on that. (laughs) So one of my thoughts that I had here is like when we're introducing our own needs and and these are like needs and wants, I'm going to kind of lump them all all together for this, for this conversation. Okay. So you've got your needs and your wants and things that are in between, and you're going to start talking to your partners about them, you know, and about things you want. Um, my suggestion here is like, you kind of, I think you want to pick something slowly. So as you're having a relationship, let's say you start, you've, you're on your first, second, third date, you know, with the person, you don't really know each other very well, and you're starting to get to know each other. You don't want to just dump everything on the person. Okay. For one, it's a little dangerous for you. You know, if you just open up and you share everything about yourself to them, it's like you're too open, right? You're too vulnerable at that point in time. Something they could hurt you. They could insult you in a way that you're not really ready for. So, you know, I think we want to kind of do these things slowly. And that's part of that process of getting to know somebody else. I think related to that is as you have your needs and your wants, you're not sure yet how they're going to respond to things. So you might have your list of 10, you know, wants and needs that you have. It's like pick the ones that are easy to kind of put out there and see how the other person responds. They're all important. They are all important. I was like looking at you, Brandy, going like, what are you going to say? Just pick one of like the 10 and just drop that one like one day at a time (laughs) or something. No, I see that's my problem is I just like, here here you go. Here's all you need to know. Are you being serious? 
I can't tell if you're being you're being no, serious. No, I'm actually being serious. This is one of my my issues. Is like I not that I like am too open. It's just I'm like <laughs> this is all you need to know about me before we go further because I don't oh, want to waste my time. Yeah, you're like, hi, my name is Brandy. Here's my mm -hmm. instruction manual. Please read it contract. so you understand. Yeah. <laughs> Sign the line. Exactly. Right. Yes. So I can clearly read right. it. Mm -hmm. No, I think you do want to like you don't. Okay. So like if I dumped all my crap on you, Brandy, you would probably run. Okay. So that's not the best. I don't think that's the best approach. Okay. I'm better to like you and I are having like literally when we first kind of met and things like that, we had coffee. Right. So if you and I are having coffee and I don't want to say first date, but let's just say it's like several dates into it. Okay you're starting to show some of your own vulnerabilities and, and things that you need and want in say a relationship or just in life in general. Right? So I would say you pick the stuff that is easier and not as scary or not as threatening. And you kind of maybe make, maybe that's the thing you ask for. Okay. And then you can kind of gauge it's, the, it's Ava's breadcrumbing. You put the thing out there and you see how the person reacts, you know, but it's, you, you're testing things. So you test with something that's simple. That's an easy thing for them to say yes before you're over there saying like, I don't know, like I need you to move in with me. Like you don't say that right away. You know, you might, I might, as an example, really feel kind of lonely, not like living by myself. You know, that might be a thing about that. That's a common thing, you know, that people, who are by themselves can feel lonely and that could be a hard kind of thing to to deal with right but you don't necessarily want to go rush into moving in with somebody too fast or something like that right so there might be that need of like i want the companionship and the connection and things like that but if you do it too fast then it, it's it, it may not it may be too much like yeah, dumping or, much. or like coming on too strong. Right. So that's an exaggeration, <laughs> but I wanted to kind of use that as like, that's a place where it's like, no, that's not appropriate on the third date. You don't move in together on the third date. Ava, you know? what are you going to say? I have so many things that I want to say right now. Good. Um, you're Go for it. I really think that, I really think that there's a happy medium there because I don't, I don't fully agree with like one side of the coin or the other. I do think it's important to be upfront about, I want the perfect marriage and 2.5 kids and a white picket fence, or I want to never have kids and invest in my career, or I want, you know, 10 dogs and five acres of land. Like, I, I do think that it's important to have your cards face up on the table so that early on before you've invested too much time or energy, if that's a complete mismatch with another person, that you guys know that. And so you know that it's just going to be friends or that it's just going to be sex or that you're just going to move mm -hmm. on. Right. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, like I, I can I can say, you know, what what am I looking for? What are the, the needs that I'm trying to have met? Not today, but three years from now or five years from now or within the next 10 years or whatever. There, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about like what your intentions are. And on top of that, I think that you can test the waters like you've kind of been describing, Steve, without um, without having to put big ticket items out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could be something as simple of, you know, at the end of a really hard day of work or a week at work or whatever, asking for a shoulder massage. Like put a small ask out there and see if it's reciprocated, see how it's responded to. You can make asks like that without putting a ton of responsibility or pressure on the other person and just see how they respond and right. still communicate the things that you need in a long-term relationship or 
a long-term friendship or a professional relationship. I mean, if you show up for an interview at work, you want to know as much as you can before you decide to accept a job offer or not, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to talk about what's the day-to-day -day like, who do I report to? What's my training going to be like? What's the atmosphere like? What's the pay rate? You're going to ask all the questions up front. You're going to want to know everything. I think that's okay. So I would say too, I agree. I think a lot of it is communication. Like you do, I'm, and I don't want to be misunderstood, I guess, too. I don't want to say don't communicate and don't hide the stuff. But I think you're you're a great point, Ava. You do want to communicate. You do want to, you do want to put the stuff out there. Maybe the ex, you're making me think. Maybe it's the expectation part. Don't don't expect the other person to have to go through and do that or some. I don't know. Just be. But I would say kind of maybe just be aware of like how you're impacting the other person and what your ask is. And is your ask re you want it to try to be reasonable and timely, I guess, when you ask well, I also think you so want, that you do get the yeses. Like Ava said, you want to give them the option so they don't, they're not put on the spot or feel blindsided. So they always have the option to, to mm -hmm. say no and, you know, not be put in that, that uncomfortable space. No one wants yeah. to be in a relationship with somebody because that person feels feels obligated to be in that relationship. Right. Right. How do how do we get what we want slash need without obligating someone to do that for us? Yeah. To to me, that ability to say no um, is a really important thing because I've been in um, I've had relationships with people in the past where they do not take the no, you know? So my feeling is like, they're always allowed to ask me stuff, you know, like it could be something I do not want to do whatsoever. Okay. It's fine to ask it, but then I'm allowed to say no, where the, where that has become a problem is when they don't accept the no and they keep coming back and asking for it, like in multiple ways or in roundabout ways. All right. And eventually it gets to be like, like you need to stop, like, you know, mm -hmm. you need to honor my, my answer. So, yeah, I think, and my feeling is too, if I ask something like I want, I'd love it when somebody does something because they want to, you know, then, then it, it really is meaningful. So I, I try, Brandy says maybe like you and me, it's like, try not to put it, the stuff on the other person, not to put too much on it. So, but I do think it's like, it's kind of, it is nice to like ask people, for legit favors or for things that you need and and when they give it to you because they want to it's it's really that's really nice it's really mm -hmm. nice so. that can be really hard to do around family i mean this is like a boundaries and communications type conversation at the same time right there's all these familial obligations that so many of us have like Oh, Ava, when you show up at the Christmas party, you should wear that dress that I bought for you. Or, oh, will you bake a pie and bring it, like, regardless of whether I have the time or energy or desire to do mm. so, right? Like, we, I, I feel like most of us are going to have some kind of um, ability to relate to, like, family expecting us to show up a certain way or do a certain thing or, you know, have a certain behavior when maybe that's just not us or maybe we don't have space or room for us. And then when we deliver the no, because they're family, they feel like they don't have to take it. I feel like I get the most pushback from people mm -hmm. when I give a no, when it's mm -hmm. from family, especially mm -hmm. like parents. I love my parents, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but it can be so challenging in those type of like familial relationships. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. That, that's, a, that's a really, yeah, that's very different. That parent, parents and kids, that relationship is, is very, that dynamic is really different and i'm i'm a father 
And I don't know that I love that dynamic all the time because I think it's very easy to be like, well, you need to do this because I'm the parent, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm going to treat you this way because you're a kid and you don't know anything. I, like, I don't like those attitudes. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that is, um, I mean, that's just my personal style, I guess. But yeah, that stuff kind of, um, I don't feel like that's the best way to communicate or to kind of get or educate all that kind of stuff with your kids. So anyway, that's just me. Interesting how so much what we do over here is ends up like, it's like, oh, this is about relationships. And then it's like, and I'm thinking to myself, it's also about parenting. Like they (laughs) echo, or it's also about like managing teams at your work, you know, or those kind of things. It all kind of overlaps. What do you say? I was just going to say, like, when you, when you look at those relationships where the parents never um, accept a no from the children, even when they are actually children, I mean, what, what is that teaching them? It's teaching the kids that it's not okay to say no. So then they grow up into these, into these functional adults on whatever level, and they're afraid to say no. So what does that do for your adult relationships, for your romantic relationships, for your professional relationships, when you feel like you're obligated to meet everyone's expectations all the time, because you never learned how to say no, that it was okay. Not to dive down like the parenting parenting advice column but you're you're right like it it all connects all of the relationships they all connect right and you yeah. easily can yeah some of those you're going to take into adulthood and have to unlearn um and then it can also cause you to not know yourself and what you would say yes and no to because you never had the option when you were younger so yeah it, it connects so one of, in researching this episode, one of the things I found was is really helpful. I thought was an article from WikiHow. They had like how to stop being needy and fourteen steps. Okay, which I thought fourteen steps. Okay, but they did. This was interesting and it's worth looking at. So again, we're going to put the the link in the show notes. So anybody who wants to check that out, um, but it's it's called WikiHow com stop being needy they have two methods that they suggest and i and i like that it, it i think like actually these are pretty good because they do have two different ways okay so method one is like finding balance i'll go through that in just a second and then method two was boosting your confidence okay so i think in some ways you're probably going to be like i'm going to do both of these you know like i'm going to work on 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 both different ways and then you know you do you do the parts you can and the other you know there's always going to be some parts of these i think you struggle with but so if you are listening and you're one of these people that feels like yes like i can come across as needy um and i don't like that and i try to watch it you know what can i do then then that's where i think like this article is really good and so i wanted to kind of touch touch on some of these things okay so if you're trying to not be as needy or not kind of say come across as needy in a relationship. Okay. So for method one, for finding balance, one of the first things they say is like, just put on the brakes and just kind of like, don't feel like you have to do fast forward and running into like, you know, Hey, we're going to be soulmates and best friends forever, but just kind of like, you know, go at a, at a decent speed and not to rush things. Um, Another thing they suggest is like take off the rose tinted glasses. So just try to see things for like how they actually are and not necessarily seeing like, you know, oh, this person is perfect or they're going to meet all my needs and expectations. You know, that can be, you know, that that's not seeing things maybe realistically. Um, They have, uh, let's see, imagining that your interaction with the person is like a tennis or a volleyball game. 
where you initiate contact, you know, you throw the ball to the other person's court and then they do something, they throw it back. And so you're having this kind of give and take. So as you're getting to know the person, there is this kind of back and forth, give and take in the thing. And that that's, that, that ends up feeling comfortable and, and balanced. And so again, this method one is like finding balance. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. People might say, well, how do I do that? Or what exactly, you know, does that mean? It can mean a whole bunch of things. So just know like that you're sort of taking turns. It's not necessarily tit for tat, like, oh, you know, I did this for them. Therefore they owe me a Mm -hmm. favor back or whatever. Don't, don't necessarily hold it that way, but just know that when it's balanced and it is a little bit of both people giving, then it does have that kind of back and forth feel. Um, Don't be suffocating. That one that one is a big one for me. Like that is a, I've had that experience of being sort of suffocated, I guess in the past. And it's, it's not fun or, or Ava, like your example, I guess is like somebody's putting pressure on you to make the cake, you know, for your family and things like that. And when they don't ease up on the pressure, it's sort of that suffocating thing. So I would say just kind of watch, you know, again, if you, do our thing of like, yeah, you always give the person the out, you know, and they're allowed to mm-hmm. say no, they're going to help you and the things they want to help you. And they're not, they don't need to, the stuff that is not a good fit for them. Don't, don't ask that of them, you know, get, get that need met by somebody else or something like that. I really don't like that terminology of don't be suffocating because it, it feels like it's, it's putting me in a position to feel shameful of, oh, I'm being suffocating. I'm a terrible human being. I should stop it. When, when the reality is like, you just need to reframe it, right? Like you yeah. literally just said, always give them the out, right? Like give, make it safe for them to say no. Sounds so much better than don't be suffocating. But suffocating also could be that you're not giving them the way that you're not giving them an out. You're, you're backing them into a corner and not giving them an option. So it feels suffocating to the person that's receiving that um, behavior. Absolutely. But, but can we communicate that in a way that doesn't guilt somebody else and make them feel like a piece of shit? Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't text someone and be like, stop being suffocating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To reframe it would be better. I think this is WikiHow, right? And so in some ways, what I've learned about that website is they try to give you like little sayings Mm -hmm. that are, you know, and so I've, some of these are come across that way. So I, yeah, you're right, Ava. Yeah. I think that they, (laughs) Um, but I, I, yeah, you are right. And it's, it's, it's not the best wording. I think they use it sometimes just because it, it, it kind of comes. Sometimes I think it's used because it's the vernacular and people understand that term. Mm -hmm. They've heard that term Mm -hmm. so many times. Um, but other, it's yeah. Yeah. But it's Um, not, not a nice word to hear. It's not. And that's why I like going through these things with you, because I think you all are going to, you know, speak up on, on some of the stuff, cause some of the things you read on the internet are not the best. So, mm-hmm. um, recognize the signs that the other person is no longer interested. You know, that's a good one. Just looking like, are they, are they interested and in just being aware, um, respecting the other person's wishes, which is what we kind of talked about. They're always allowed to say, no, we'll say, and like, you know, see if your needs are being met because if your needs are not being met, if there's like flat out rejection, then, um, you know, is this, I don't want to say it's just the right person for you, but it's like this person might not be able to give you the things that you really want and need. And if that's the case, you just need to be aware of that. Like, you know, they could be a fine person, but they're not going to do some of the stuff that I really, that I really need. Um, 
the the second one I'm going to run through fast is method two, which is boosting your confidence. So some of these are similar, but a little bit different, but again, boosting your confidence versus just finding the balance. So uh, boosting your confidence, just get busy doing other things. Call other people once in a while. So if you're, you know, focusing your life around just one person, that may not be really the best, most healthy thing for you to do. So have other people in your life. Um, I think we say this stuff all the time, especially in like the poly world where it's like no, no one person's going to be be able to meet all your needs. And also that's not fair to have that expectation of them. Um, you know, if you don't meet Kimberly, if you don't meet all my needs, you're a failure or a bad person. Like that's not cool. You know, so to have other people in your life is, is going to help you be, a. it's going to help everybody be healthier. So, mm-hmm. um, Ava, this one's for you. They have to know that it's okay to be single. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've talked about that. So I think yes, yeah, definitely. Um, work on your self-esteem. That's a great tip, but it's like, man, that is hard. Like, what does that mean? And we don't really have time, I guess, on this show here to kind of go into that. Uh, but yeah, self-esteem is a, is a thing that we all want to have good self-esteem, but it's like, how do you build it up? And there are definitely ways to help increase your self-esteem a lot of it i'll just say this is like trying to see things accurately very often like you are more valuable to people than what you realize it and being able to see that is a lot of times that's what therapists do you know they come in and they try to get you to see things more accurately and when they do that like they're not working any magic it's just all of a sudden you see it and you're like oh i didn't realize that i was this kind of person I, i've gone through that experience i mean it's kind of interesting like as a teenager not realizing certain aspects of myself until I'm like 25, 35, you know, and then it's like, oh, people like this about me. And then not, you know, how did I get so old and never realize this? So it happens all the time. Uh, The next one for boosting your confidence is like learn to trust people. Same deal. That's great advice, but you can't just like suddenly turn on the trust button and make it happen. And Mm -hmm. that is, I know there's, you can be trusting of other people you also need to be trustworthy where other people can trust you. But it's like, so if you're in a relationship, both people need to be trusting and trustworthy. So you really have like four aspects of it. And if any one of those is not clicking, then you're not going to have like a really trusting relationship. And that doesn't, that's not a fault of anybody. It's like, that's just where the relationship is. Like, you know, there's something there that's not quite clicking yet. So learn to trust people is great advice. It's harder to do. Again, that is like its own topic to kind of get into. Um, and then just reap the benefits they say of being independent, which is being secure and quote, non-needy and that that's going to make you more attractive. And I do want to point that out. The if you ask a lot of somebody else, if you're asking a lot of time and energy from them, that is a certain level of demand. And if you're asking less of them, but you're giving them time and energy, then it's like, I'm going to say mathematically, it's like a net positive, right? So we end up wanting just the way evolution works. We can't be around people that take away energy and time from us and are not kind of giving it back. You know, when that happens, all of a sudden that person becomes unattractive. So, and that can be related to this sort of neediness thing that we're talking about, you know, where you're needing a certain amount of time and energy. If 
the other person is if you're able to give things to them you know the more you give them the more you can also kind of ask for them as long as you're in the, like a net positive where you're giving them say more than what you're maybe asking of them they're going to be happy with you and they're going to they're going to like you and it's going to be a good investment for them there are times where it is okay to be the one that's taking more. I mean, we all go through those times yes. in life where you just don't have the ability to give as much as you would ideally want because you are right. just working on something and you need to be the taker. And that's completely healthy and whatever relationship you, you know, create. And as long as that's all communicated and fine, that's good. But it is. Yeah. Okay. You can't do it for 10 years. If I'm going to suck things from you for 10 years at some point brandy you're gonna be like i can't do that like it's too right. hard you know right. but yes the, you you make a really good point which is like you definitely can have those moments where you need more right now than what you give but in the overall thing it's like this you've got that kind of balance that that goes on isn't that mostly i, I feel like what i'm hearing is that the first strategy is really boils down to giving them the out, not obligating people, right? Ask and and having no's is okay, or don't ask quite as much, right, to find that balance. And then the flip side of that coin, I think feel like the second strategy, at least what I was hearing, what I was interpreting was, can you meet your own needs? Can you work on yourself? Can you invest in yourself? So yeah. that way when you hear the no, you will be okay. Yeah, yeah, they say method two, boosting your confidence. So yeah, I would say that's the same. That's a good summary. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, that's going to wrap us up for today. If you enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe. We come out with a new episode every other Monday. And if you are on Apple or Spotify and you would like to leave us a review, we would love to get reviews. They matter. Apple and Spotify really care about them. It helps us in the rankings. Um, it also helps other people, though, just kind of get a sense of, like, if you tell them what you like about them, the show or, or why we're different or something like that. Those things matter to people. They, they do read them. So that would help us out a lot. Um, you can find us anywhere on the web, on Instagram, FetLife, Facebook, and we're Ethical Seduction. And we also have EthicalSeduction.com, which has a bunch of videos. It's got all of our podcasts. It's got um, blogs about it, like the show notes and things from the podcast, all that kind of stuff is there. So it's really tried to create a library of resources for you all to like look things up that you're interested in and get, get some answers. So thank you everybody. Thanks Ava. And thank you, Brandy. I appreciate you all talking about all this today and uh, everybody please keep on creating those sex and the relationships that you want. See ya. Bye.